0: Hey guys, today on the podcast, I have Taylor Posey and today we are talking about how she became a dom as in a female dominatrix. I don't know, female dom, not D-O-M, but D-O-M-M-E. It's all like the sexy vibes. As I have been getting a little bit more into kink and BDSM, I'm learning that a female Dom is actually very rare. So I'm really excited to have this rare unicorn Dom on our show today. She's going to talk about how she became a Dom Mm -hmm. and we'll just kind of go back and forth and we'll do some exchange of information. And of course, you guys can always ask more questions and we'll have her back on if you want to have more. So Taylor, tell us all about you. Oh gosh. So, um, just a little bit about
1: my life. This is my, uh, I guess you could say, by night thing that I like to do. (laughs) Um, I'm a perfectly normal person in real life with two dogs and a house and, you know, nice backyard. But I, this opportunity came upon me last summer after I had separated from my husband. In the weirdest of ways, mm. and I took the plunge.
0: I want to know more. Tell so, us more story.
1: It all starts with Tinder because doesn't everything start? Yes, with Tinder? all of my stories <laughs> start with
0: <laughs> one time on Tinder. It's like one, one time in man camp. <laughs> <laughs> I had already
1: had multiple people reach out to me. Multiple younger men. I I'm forty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Forty and a BBW, and I'm, let me just tell you, that's very in right now. Yeah, it's very, it's very popular. And I had a lot of younger men that were messaging me, asking me to, uh, to top them sexually. And I had one that actually was like, Hey, will you be my dom? Mm. I've never been a dom. <laughs> so, <laughs> in fact, I was probably sure. Why not? The opposite, like. I've been a people pleaser my entire life, right? Mm-hmm. So here's this person asking me to take total control of them, and I'm like, and so I thought about it and I thought about it and I talked to the guy and I was like, I don't, I don't think this is for me. I don't think this is for me. So then I had Tinder Gold. Um,
0: yeah, <laughs> so me like, too. I
1: had the matches, so I could just go through my matches and swipe who I wanted to swipe on, mm-hmm. and there was this really beautiful blonde hair, blue eyed boy, beautiful. And so his profile just said, not vanilla. Oh. And so me being relatively, um, green to, to kink, I had experimented with kink a little bit in the past, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. So I messaged him and I was like, what flavor are we talking? Like same shelf different shelf out the store and around the corner like where are we he's like spicy I had no idea what that meant I had no idea I was literally had no idea so he starts he starts telling me like what he likes and um he says that he's a switch and he started with kink when he was in high school with his high school girlfriend
0: Mm. and
1: that um He didn't currently have a dom and he was looking for one. And so I'm like, dude, what is it with my profile that all these people are asking me to do this? He's like, well, you did put in there that you have a strong female personality. And I was like, oh, that okay. So that's what it is. Uh And I I do on a regular day. I have a strong female personality, Uh but I decided to do it. If I get just clicked with him, it felt, it felt Right we had a great connection so i I, I had a a therapy meeting with my uh, therapist and i was like therapist i have something to tell you and i really thought she was going to be like lauren but she was like no you need to you need to do this this will be great for you and i'm like what are you talking about you're supposed to tell me this is crazy and i shouldn't do this Mm -hmm. because I had no idea, but she didn't. She's like, no, you need to do this. This is going to be good for you. So I started researching and uh, he and I kept talking. We uh, we discussed our limits, um, things that we absolutely would not do, mm-hmm. things that we were interested in. And our first session, um, I found out that I really like to spank. Oh, I really like to spank. Um, and I actually had to like stop for a minute and uh-huh. step outside of the room and collect myself because it just broke something <sighs> loose. Like I accessed some part or accessed before uh-huh. and the endorphins were flowing <laughs> and uh-huh. the ideas were kicking. And I was, I was I completely overwhelmed. So I stepped out and um, I collected myself. I left him there, tied up and blindfolded. I didn't even tell him I was leaving. I just left, and I came back and I, I finished the job. And you finished I, the, the rest job. Is history. Like we've been a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> um, <laughs> he and I have been off and on since then. That was July of last year, and we've been off and on. We're on again. We take breaks sometimes, and um, he's the best little thing that exists to me. Like, and it's, um, it's a very, it's a very fulfilling thing. And I'm so glad that I, that I found him and that I was comfortable with him and got started because it's been the most amazing
0: experience of my entire life. Mm. Interesting. Let me feel into that. Okay. I feel like I need to go back for just a minute, fill in some, some white space. So if you're like, what is Tinder gold? It's a, I think Mm $24.99 a month. It's the first level plan on Tinder where you can Mm -hmm. actually see like who's matching with you and you get like special extra, what is it called? Like extra star bump or whatever the fuck it is, like extra bonus points. Yeah,
1: you get like an extra super like. That's what it's like. I've I've been banned now because I mentioned pink in my profile, but yeah.
0: Oh, okay. You can't put kink in your profile on Tinder?
1: Don't do
0: it. Oh, that's weird. But that's a really good thing to know. Okay, so then let's talk about that for a minute. So if you are into kink or you are into looking for someone to do some Dom, Subby, bdsm stuff, um, putting like, I am not vanilla would be good. That is a profile. very good
1: key indicator.
0: Are there any other indicators that you should put that would be Tinder appropriate? Um, sometimes
1: you'll humor. see you'll see some acronyms like FLR is the female led relationship. So, and that, that would be a male looking
0: for. Yeah. Oh, what is it? Female
1: led relationship,
0: female let FLR. Okay. We're going to need like a little dictionary for this <laughs> podcast. Okay. Yes. Keep telling yeah. us and I'm going um, to take notes. I'm going to put these. I'm in. still
1: learning some of them. Okay. But this one, like this is a man who he wants to be in a relationship, but he wants the female to make the decisions. Um, And in some cases, he wants to be the cuckold. Like he wants her to be able to go out and have all the sex that she wants because he knows, he knows he can't please her. Oh, he knows. He's just that submissive, but he knows he knows his queen deserves whatever she wants. And let's face it. I do.
0: I do. So let's define cuckold so a cuckold in this case
1: if you in the terms of a female-led relationship would be um you know your little subby boy subby submissive sitting over in the corner watching this what would be referred to as a bull of a man just railing Mm you just railing you (laughs) there and watches in the corner now depending upon the level of submissiveness some Submissives, some cucks do like to participate in cleanup.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. (laughs) So they're involved in the aftercare, or is this like still during the experience? Your eyes are still during. I hope y'all are watching this over on YouTube, by the way. Some do
1: like. I was like, my cheeks are really, I know
0: you're like embarrassed, but you're like really (laughs) excited about it all at the same time.
1: (laughs) So yeah. Um, like that, I think that would be fun. I've never done a cuck and I've never been in a female-led relationship, but it is uh, definitely something that I would, I would be interested in doing.
0: Okay. Do we need any other acronyms for Tinder? We have SLR Um, (laughs) on, on Tinder. It's,
1: like if a man puts that he's looking for a strong female, that's a good indicator. Uh, for me, I usually when I try, I don't even try anymore to find this because they find me. But I, um, I might have put on there, you know, interested in a different kind of relationship, something a little more spicy. You can use the term spicy, and that can mean a myriad of different kinks. It's just it's representative kink in general, and it's a pretty safe word. Even putting a chili pepper. Putting a Emoji. chili pepper
0: in your profile. Yeah. I like get just like if you're a swinger, you'd put a pineapple. Yeah. Oh, pepper. And maybe yes. like the devil sign, the happy. Oh devil. yeah. A
1: little, a little
0: horn. Ah, uh, okay. I'm like drawing devil symbols and peppers in my notes. We're going to use all the emojis and then conjure anything over there. Ooh, So it feels like a big part of this is really energy that like you are magnetizing in the subs that you're looking for to play with. People are finding you. And what's interesting about Tinder is it's not like keyword activated that I'm aware of. Like, it's not like you can search. I want a spicy female led girl or whatever. Like it's just what you get served. And then somehow the algorithm does like, I noticed, um, with mine, it finally would just serve me men with beards because I was <laughs> like, no, thank you. If you do not have a beard on your face. Um, so there's something behind there where they're realizing what type of guy is attracted to you. Now, have you done any Dom subby stuff with women?
1: I had, well, not officially. Um, so I did spank mm-hmm. my best friend one time mm-hmm. and she really liked it. And I'm actually going to see her and her husband and her little kid this next week. And I'm going to teach her husband a few Ooh. things on how to go.
0: Fun, like how to flog or how to how to make her obey. Yeah.
1: So because I she's, like- She's super interested in it. After that, after getting spanked, she was like, yeah, this, I think this is something that I want to do.
0: Like uh,
1: it. Uh, but they're both really, really as green as I was to it.
0: Okay. So, can you talk to us about the difference between <clears throat> this DOM sub relationship and maybe sex? That it's not always together. They're not. And be very separate. Maybe is all for you. Maybe is always separate. Can you explain to the listener? How that is yeah. and what that means and like give us some information and context.
1: So there's a difference in being dominant and in being a dominant. Okay. There's a big and there's a difference in being submissive and being a submissive. Uh when it comes to sexual relationships, I am more submissive, but I am not a submissive. No one is going to tie me down and do the things that I do to my submissives. It's just not what I'm into uh bend me over and take me that's cool but otherwise I'm good uh you know that's um that's just one of my lines but like for my my personal submissive he is really into sensations he loves Mm. actually um he was here Friday night this past Friday night and we discovered that Mm. this leather vlogger is he really likes it run on his shaft when he's hard Mm. like watching his body move
0: Mm-hmm.
1: in his pleasure I was just like and he's blindfolded so he can't see me so I'm doing all these things to him and washing his body and there's like it is sexual it's obviously a sexual act but there was no sex mm. there was no sex some people I, I truly believe some people experience um, even just touches in a much more intense way than other people and I firmly believe he's one of them he will the way he reacts to to even just a uh, rub on the on the belly it's like it's all it's indescribable how much pleasure around him too he's in heaven but he loves he loves being restricted and he loves the feeling of it so for him if we never had any sexual relations, if I never touched him in a sexual way, he'd be fine. Mm. He'd be perfect, but we do, <laughs> you know, we do sometimes. Uh, but it's not always about that. But you have a lot of men that do think that a dom is literally just someone who climbs on tops and rides during sex. And I'm 40 and old and have bad knees. And so I don't do that. Uh, but some people think that that's what it is. And if that is what it is for somebody, that's fine. There are a thousand different ways to be a dom.
0: Well, I don't want to ask about that. So some dom some doms like to say like, I'm a sensual dom or I'm a sadistic dom or I'm a what bu- do, are you are you even in a bucket or are you like I can match my sub where they are like I'm a shapeshifter dom
1: I can I can shapeshift on some occasions I had one uh, sub who considered himself a slave and we never met in person but he really loved to be degraded and I'm not much of of a of a degrader I it's just not in my wheelhouse but he really liked it. And for me, even though I'm the dominant, for me, you knowing he was deriving pleasure from me, calling him a little piece of, you know, dirt on the bottom of a cat's paw, hey, you know, it gave me some pleasure too. So I can access some of those things. Now, I have my limits. You know, and if somebody I have had a situation where I had a submissive approach me who one of their one of their desires was on my hard, hard limit list. Okay. And so I took a couple of days to think about it. I mean, cause I could just tell him, Hey, this is not something that I'm into. I don't, you know, we, well, we can't do that, but I, it was, it was enough that I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this at all. <laughs> and that's okay.
0: Mm-hmm. That's,
1: that's why, that's why you have those conversations is because you do get to decide what you are going to do and not do. For me, I do like to do things that my sub enjoys. I am sadistic. Um, Mm -hmm. that's probably one of my very favorite parts is the sadism, but it's not always physical. I also like to hold him down and tickle him and make him say his ABCs backwards, and which is a nice form of psychological torture that he (laughs) can never do. And so we both end up laughing hysterically in, in this moment. Um and then so so sadism, yes, but I'm also a nurturer. I had a profile one time and I put myself as the cuddling dom because oh. First thing and the last thing we do every single time is cuddle we start out by cuddling and watching tv and then his aftercare is either i'm holding him or he's holding me and rubbing and touching and usually about to fall asleep because the dopamine is
0: just Mm. what is in what is in it for you as a dom why do you enjoy it why do you like it because I think sometimes people think that doms are like, they're giving, they're either like giving punishment or they're telling you what to do or they're, and, and as the like subby person, which I am, I'm receiving, I'm receiving, I'm receiving. And so I'm curious the psychological part of what's in it for the dom. Why?
1: And that is different for every dom too. Yeah. There are doms that do uh, do have sex with their submissives every time. And that's what they get out of it. I love the vulnerability and the intimacy. Um, I have never been as vulnerable and intimate with anybody as I have with the submissive. Not even past husbands, boyfriends. Like with, with your submissive, you have to trust each other far past 100%. You have to trust each other to the point that you know that, you know, he's going to come into my house and he's not going to hurt me. He's going to come into my house and I'm not going to hurt him. He's tied down, you know, but the intimacy, the cuddles, those, I mean, you know, the skin to skin contact between boyfriends is nice, but also mental health. It's, um, that was one of the very first things, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I had a breakthrough before our first session. My previous husband was very controlling Mm -hmm. and he wouldn't help me at the house, like at all. Um, I was left to have a time job and do everything at home. And it didn't matter how much I begged him to help me, he wouldn't help me. And I thought it was my fault. I thought I had done something wrong. And this was the whole reason my therapist was like, and I realized there is this beautiful boy I say, boy, he's in his thirties; he's a man. Um, there's this beautiful man about to come to my house to sweep and mop, mm. just so that I will tie him down and do whatever I want to to him. <laughs> and in that moment, I was like, "Hey, it wasn't my fault." <laughs> there's a stranger trying to come to my house that's willing to do things for me when my own husband wasn't willing to, you know, take the trash out. And so it. It helps that part of my brain to continue mm-hmm. to heal from past traumas, mm-hmm. but it also gives me, whether it's an hour, two hours, three hours, it gives me a, and a span of time that only I control. I control everything about it. And even if I write out a plan, an agenda, every, every time he comes up where there's a nice agenda, he gets it. He gets to spend a day or so looking at it and imagining it and getting used to it. And The thing is that even if things don't go as planned from that agenda, it doesn't matter because I'm in charge.
0: Mm. It's my
1: room. It's my time. And what I tell him to do goes. And there's something very, I I guess healing is a good word for that. When you feel like you don't have any control in your life. And I grew up feeling like I didn't have much control or I had to be in control all the time. And so getting to do it in a totally different way is something that I, I cannot ever stop. Me and my ex-boyfriend actually broke up because he couldn't deal with the fact that I had a submissive. I, I, I brought him back three months into our, four months into our relationship and he just decided he couldn't do it, but I couldn't give it up. I'm not gonna give it up because it, it helps with my mental health so much.
0: Mm. Okay, so many things that you said I wanna talk about. I want to just, we're going to like rewind for a second. So one thing that you mentioned or that I took out of this conversation so far is that just because you're with a person or married to a person doesn't mean that they're the right match for you if you're finding that you have desires that they can't meet, if you're finding that they won't help you with the freaking household chores, like that's normal partnership. Right. Um, And I think we've been programmed as a society for so many generations that marriage is forever death till death do us fucking part. And that if you leave your marriage or they leave you it's broken and there's something wrong with you and you weren't successful like this is all ridiculous bullshit but all feelings that I have felt yeah me same I have two Mm ex-husbands like I get it me too (laughs) (laughs) and what you realize after you allow yourself permission to move on is that they weren't suited for you And you are suited for them. And if you love them or care about them or yourself, you will walk away and release them back into the wild so they can find someone else that wants to do all the chores for them.
1: That, and you know what, that's a good point. Um, A point that I have brought up to many people is that uh, there's a song by Down called Second Chance. And I, That song in and of itself is the reason that I ended up asking for a divorce from my first husband, because
0: Mm.
1: neither one of us could love each other the way that we wanted, the way that we needed. And I finally realized that if if I left, that it was a chance for him to have the relationship and the love that he also deserved. And I think that is a a really huge thing that people have to realize, uh, especially with kink, because sometimes, sometimes those things aren't fully bloomed when you enter into a relationship. Mm -hmm. and maybe those things start to sprout up here and there and you're like hmm and if you don't have somebody who's into it it's a wonderful thing to be able to trust your partner enough to let them experiment outside of your your or to either try to take on that role and learn that for them like there's no reason you can't meet somebody halfway there's no reason you can't try and Um, it can be as simple as you know putting somebody that yeah. <laughs> they like, oh, want.
0: Just that simple. Love that. And I think what's amazing is we get to, as we move forward in life and with new relationships, we get to stand really firm in what's important to us, right? Like it sounded like you had a divorce, you got a boyfriend somewhere within there, there was a submissive. You had this boyfriend for a few months and you were like, I still want to play so with yeah, so 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 cool no. my sub. And he was like, no, thank you, which is awesome because then you get the clarity that you don't want to be partnered with someone who isn't allowing of your kink. And so it's an amazing opportunity to like Mm -hmm. get back into realignment, right? Align ourselves and to put this on your profiles as you're dating, we are, we now have like a good 10 things that you can say that are like, I'm into alternative relationships. I'm a strong woman, like put them. Totally. And as you're dating, feel empowered to put it up front. Like when you are in the DM, now, let me ask you a quick question. Before can you, I ever
1: go on a date, I have that conversation.
0: Can you say kinky shit in the DMS and not get in trouble? or just within the profile, or as long within as nobody
1: the- reports you.
0: Hmm. Okay. So this could be, I've done another podcast on Tinder. So if you're curious, I can link that in there, but it could be the part yeah. to the conversation where you're kind of warming them up in the DMS about like, what kind of weird kinky shit you like, but you're not using the word kinky and maybe other words that Tinder may shut you down for. And then when you get to the point where you're like, you know what, let's yes. take this off the Tinder platform. Cause it's a bit of a janky platform, truthfully, like everyone kind of wants to get off of it. Then you take it into whatever mm-hmm. space is comfortable for you. For me, it was like text. Message or DM or like somewhere my kids couldn't see or Snapchat or whatever. And then you can be like, I'm fucking kinky as shit. (laughs) Here's what I want. Yeah.
1: You do, you do want to wait. You want to wait to have the kinkiest conversations off of Tinder because they do scan messages. Uh, They scan messages.
0: I had, I posted. And once you're banned
1: from Tinder, you are banned for life.
0: Really? Okay. So, I was DMing someone and it was fairly early. Like, I, you're right, there's bots for something because I said something that must have been a little scandalous. And I got this message that was like, that's really forward. Are you sure you want to say that already? Which is hilarious because it's a hookup app. It's an app for hooking up. What the fuck, right? right? Can we bring in quickly um, Fet Life? yeah so I what is it talk to me about it because a lot of people listening probably don't even know what it is
1: I like to refer to Life as a Facebook for fetishes and kinks now there is no internal messaging system so you don't have messenger that way but there is um like you inbox somebody there's just not the convenient messenger app it's a little janky yeah it's a little basic It's a little basic. So you really have to be committed to it. Like I have my FetLife in a whole different browser. Like regular everyday Taylor stuff is in my Safari browser, but all the kinky stuff is in my Chrome browser. Oh, I like that. So I just have it all completely separate. And that's where I keep my FetLife open uh, so that it is completely separate. But I do have to go to FetLife to see the messages. Uh, FetLife has communities for different kinks, different, if you're looking for a Dom, there's a community for that. If you're looking, uh, if you're looking for a, you know, a swinker or a couple, there's a community for that. There are communities for everything you could possibly imagine. There's also a lot of really good videos and pictures. And all I'm saying is it's, uh, I think it's 30 bucks for six months to access their videos. And it is some great homemade pornography if you're into that. (laughs) I am, I love it. It's wonderful. The only thing about that life is that because it is a playground like that for for sexual stuff, is that you get a lot of inbox messages with little to no respect for you. And I've learned to just accept that, and I respond to the ones that I want, and I don't respond to the ones that I don't want. But that is the number one place that I have had men approach me for being uh, wanting to be their dom because they are very rare. Like if there's if there are any women listening that really wants to, to, to do it, there's no shortage of submissives out there.
0: Mm. But there's all
1: submissives too. There's all different types. Like, yes. like you have the cuckold submissive, you have a sissy submissive, you may have some, and a sissy is, is a male that likes to dress and pretend to be female. You might have somebody who is into being into being dominated uh, by a female. Like there's so many, and I actually have a vetting form online. When I was looking for a submissive back in, um, I guess it was August, I had people fill this form out so that I could see, and I found all of them on FetLife. <clears throat> I actually posted on FetLife, advertised that I was looking for a submissive. And I had about twenty people fill out the application and um, I, I picked, well, I ended up going back to my old sub because he ended up filling out the application. But uh, it's it's really it's really interesting to see people's perspectives on what they are as a submissive. He's kind of just in general submissive, and we like to do a little bit of everything. You have some that are hardcore into one category where I'm not. I'm not hardcore into one category. So for me, someone who's a little bit more, just generic and likes to experiment, an experimentalist. That's what I like. I like
0: that. I have a couple pieces of feedback about fat life. So I got on it, um, maybe last December or something, just curious what it was about. And at that point, I feel like my kink was like 5% 5% of my and overall being 94. is really that low. <clears throat> and I, I get on it, and she, you're, Taylor's right. And like, the they're, they're people, three things. people are they sending you all kinds of things in your first? inbox. Like, there's no is consent conversation no. There, no No. Really. So, you mean? have to be aware of that. And there's some how freaky people? shit. Like, second, nothing really, is, is nothing is freaky bad. Right. We don't want to yuck anybody's yum. So there's something yummy for everyone. So also on the other end, like if you're super freaky and you're like, I'm so weird. You're not weird. We'll tell you there's all kinds of things there. not weird. So you just kind of decide like, what are you really actually into? And if you are into anything kinky, that life's a great place to be. That's where your people are. Like I want to be where the people it's are. Like that is your place because all the freaks are there. The freak show in a song. in a really good way, right? Um, yes, yeah, and it's also a great place to learn about your kids. Yes. Yeah, and one other thing I really appreciated was there's events, so you can set your you know location on there if you want. And you can then, you'll start to see like different groups and different events in your area. Um, so I have a friend that does some shibari rope. And so they do like, you know, ropes classes and stuff like that. Um, that's still pretty vanilla, you know, like in the King spectrum, yeah. I think shibari pretty still vanilla um, and you can start to kind of like edge your way in to figuring out your edge. And that's a, yeah. Yeah. Where Tinder, although it is like the most loose, I would say of the dating profiles, the largest ones are dating apps. Um, you're going to get a lot of vanilla still in there. Like I was able to still find polyamorous people. Yeah. And there's people like you, strong women, (laughs) but if you're looking specifically for kink (laughs) and BDSM, that life is your place.
1: You have to weed out the bad on my life. Like it's just going to be part of it. And uh, my account is actually deactivated at the moment uh, just because I'm focusing on um, my podcast and building my business. So I've deactivated that for the moment. So it's not a distraction, but it is, it is absolutely. It's a really great place. Like on your profile there, they ask you what you're into so that everybody else can see what you're into. I didn't know I was into as many things as I was into until I filled out my profile. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay.
0: And you may not know what all of them are. So I was going to ask you, um, Taylor, do you, have you ever taken a BDSM quiz? So many times. So why don't I put the link in the show notes to the BDSM quiz? There's a generic one that like everyone uses. That's really good. And it'll tell you like 20 different points of yep. like, how kinky are you and what things do you like and what might you be into? And are you dominant? Or are you submissive? Do you like ropes? Do you want to be a slave? It gets
1: detailed. Whatever
0: it is. And then you can use those results to then go into, if you're going to build a FetLife profile, I'll also put the link to FetLife as well in the notes. Um, Then you can go in there and build your profile out to that. And then it's going to ask other questions. Like, are you into women? Are you into men? Are you like, what are all of your things? And you can put them all in there. What is your
1: title? Um, It asks what relationships you're in. It asks if you are in any kink relationships. Like I have on there that I, I am, I am someone's mistress. So they know that I, I am not a freedom. Like I'm not, I don't have just nobody you now they pay attention. No, they still inbox me, but yeah.
0: Can you tell way. us it's a great, um, it's a great site. It's a great site. Yeah. So we'll leave, we'll leave that for you guys to go check out. Um, as we're closing up, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? And I'm assuming there's going to be quite a bit of kinky BDSM stuff in there.
1: There will. So I'm from a little tiny town in the south, uh, in Mississippi, and a uh, little tiny town. Like it wasn't. Do you go to church? It was which church you go to, and who's your mom in them. Mm-hmm. And it uh, it has been a point of contention amongst some of my family members that I have decided to pursue sex and intimacy coaching and uh, BDSM coaching. And that's why I decided I had to do it. Like, there are so many people just like me that are afraid to express who they are, whether it be that they like to be spanked or too spanked. They think there's something wrong with them just because it's not, it's not what they were taught, you know? And so I don't don't want anybody to ever feel like I felt in the past year and a half, um, and that, and that includes how I'm treated sometimes on Fet Life, you know, is there's a person behind this kink, you know, there's a person and, and you're right. We don't, we don't yuck yums and it shouldn't matter what you like sexually, as long as you're being safe and it's consensual, there's no reason any of it should be taboo or not be able to be talked about. So I am talking about
0: it
1: as much as I possibly can. I'm going to talk about everything that I possibly can, as much as I possibly can, because I want the next generation, especially of women, to know how powerful they are and how they can continue to empower themselves.
0: What I love about podcasts is it's like one of the only places that's not really filtered and edited and controlled. Mm -hmm. It's a wide open space where we can say fuck and we can say whatever we want as dirty as we want to get. And the only thing that regulates it is really you as a listener, you get to decide like, is this my jam? Is Mm -hmm. this not my jam? Is this someone I want to follow? Is it not someone I follow? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll put the link to Taylor's podcast in the notes to make sure that you guys can go and check that out. Taylor, do you have anything else that you want to leave them with? Other than I do want to say, as I always say, if you enjoy this podcast and you have made it this far with us, you might want Taylor to come back on and talk about something different. I would probably love to. Yeah. So please in the notes below, or you can DM either one of us, I'll put her Instagram handle, my Instagram handle, all the things you can DM either of us and say, can you please have Taylor come back on and have her talk about X, Y, Z. Yeah. Have her talk about
1: implements, toys, vibrators, plugs, pegging, whatever.
0: Yeah. And I'm on, I'm
1: on all of my handles are the Taylor Posey uh that's I have a pretty good following on TikTok and like right now it's Kinktober. So I'm posting a video a day about um different kink tips. And I'm on IG, Instagram, IG is Instagram. I'm on IG, I'm on TikTok, Twitter. I have a Facebook friend page that I'm trying to convert into a Facebook page page and also a private Facebook group for women.
0: Love okay. it. Well, if you'll give me all those links, Taylor, we'll put them in the notes and you guys can follow the hell out of her. And again, let us know if you want to hear anything else. We love having a part two, part three, part four, part five, like unlimited amounts of numbers of topics that you want to hear. We are here to deliver it to you. All right, Taylor, we'll talk to you later.